Hello and welcome to another episode of Love You Always with myself, Betta, and my amazing guest, Allison Madolo. Allison is a restorative yoga teacher, conscious business and branding expert, holistic health coach, and Reiki practitioner who guides her community of wellness entrepreneurs, creatives, and coaches to slow down, prioritize their vision, and integrate self-care into their healing business journey. Her philosophy is rooted in slowing down and self-care. She deeply believes in the power and potency of choosing to honor a deep care of commitment with yourself. Allison is pure zest and zen. I am beyond excited to bring this episode to you because Allison is is one of my greatest friends. We met a few years ago and instantly created a friendship that was unique and meaningful. We were in a very similar place in our lives and in work so we could lean on each other for support and honest conversations. She brings so much light into our room and I am filled with so much excitement for you to hear her story and what she has to offer the world. In this episode, there are tears and there are laughs and all the emotions in between. This is such a gift to share and we will be discussing the shift from focusing on your physical health, but also into your mental health. The judgments of being too young or the lack of experience to starting your own business, being in your own way that really is keeping you stuck, and how we are so conditioned to think it's too risky and uncomfortable to choose ourselves and really recreating that story and what it means to actually slow down, meet yourself where you are, and self-accept. There is so much goodness in this episode and love, and I hope you enjoy it. I will see you on the other side. Hello, we have arrived with the amazing guest that I am so excited to have today my soul sister, my light, my best friend, Allison. I would love to just ask one question before we get started. Are you committed to showing up as truly and fully as yourself during this conversation? Full body yes to that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, I would love for you to share with the listeners, who is Allison? Who are you? Hello, listeners. My name is Allison. I am the founder and creator of Guided by AM, a digital self-care membership space that is truly and purely my heart work. I have been guiding a community of zesties, I call them, which are purely my my best friends, um, in a community and holding space. And I really feel that I'm here as just a being and a light and a lover to hold space, to hold space, to slow down, to relax, to rest, to practice self-care to honor ourselves, to set intention, and to just live in alignment with more 
unique authenticity and your own flavor of energy that is you. And so I get to be me. I get to be Allison. And I feel like it's hard to answer that question sometimes because you have to experience my presence to to also receive and know who I am, right? So hello, listeners. I'm so excited to sit with you for the next hour or so or however long this um, is to be. And to share myself with you for you to get to know me and yeah that's who I am in this moment the greatest gift the greatest gift that you are here and there was so much that you unpacked there and shared around who Mm -hmm. you are and who's part of your being and for maybe the listeners who are more new to the wellness world they're more new to getting to know themselves and they're like well I'm used to just showing up and saying hi my name is xyz and this is what I do like this is my job um and that's it that's how they feel that they're identified in the world I would love for you to share a little bit more around how did you how did you get to know yourself to where you are today that you're able to one, identify with your passion projects and your work, but also these elements of who you are, such as love and light and those things that like a lot of people miss when they describe themselves. Um, So share us a little bit more, like if you were to slow that down and tell us a little bit more insight. Yeah, beautiful question. Love that. Ah, What is present first is like, my yoga practice. And I would say that I definitely relate and resonate with the listener that introduces themselves with a job title um, or what they do um, externally first. Like that was totally me in a season of my life was introducing myself as um, an account executive working for a fashion, a luxury fashion brand. So um, I I very much know that language and um, I'm familiar with that. And I guess to to slow it down, when I when I worked in the corporate industry, um, I really also had a side passion I call it of taking care of myself and and studying health and wellness. It was just always a passion of mine from. From, the, from very, very little and young. And so I always had this curiosity inside of me that was asking the question, like, who am I? And that curiosity really came online when in adulthood, the, when I graduated college, started working in my career, and I was learning all of these different ways, trying on all of these different ways to practice taking care of myself. I was going to yoga Um, reading a lot of books. And I was starting to immerse myself in environments that were continuing to ask the question and poke at my curiosity of who am I beyond like the physical, right? And so if I really had to slow it down, I bring it back to yoga because yoga for me has been this self-study practice that has been with me since for about, hmm, I've been practicing yoga, I would say, since senior year of college, 
which feels almost like a decade ago. So about 10 years. And the journey started off very, very physical. But as the layers started to unfold, I started to got to know beyond the physical parts of myself, more mental parts of myself, emotional parts of myself, and then spiritual aspects of myself. And it's just been a like unraveling since I started my journey on my mat in the physical form and with movement. But I'm always curious and evolving with that question. Um, so for the listener to kind of bring that all around, um, maybe getting curious and starting with who are you beyond the physical self? Like, I think that's what a lot of us really identify as, you know, I have brown hair, I have brown eyes, like, I can do a really good job at describing to you my physical presence and qualities. And it just took practice. It took practice on my yoga mat, in my journal, through conversations with friends, um, describing other parts of myself that were more mental, more emotional, more spiritual. So that's how that has unraveled for me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that journey and yeah. that it did take time and it took practice for you. And I so resonate with that. And I also had a similar entry point into this, like, there's more here. There's more than just our physical attributes and, and job title. And yoga was that entry point for me as well. And I'm curious how, because I know that you were also raised with faith. And so I'm curious mm -hmm. how either yoga and your, like that allowed your faith to grow more or did you ever come up against this point of like, oh no, now what, do, who do I believe? What do I believe? There's now this whole spiritual space that I'm now exploring. Like, what was that journey like for you? Oh, wow. <clears throat> also such a good question. I also feel like we've had this conversation before. So this feels so familiar and I love it. Yeah, I was, I was raised Catholic. And I grew up in the church and it, I think growing up, I just had no, there was no curiosity. It was, it was almost like this faith system was handed to me and I went to school for it and I was taught and I received this information and this structure and this support that was spirituality. And I never questioned it. I never knew that there was anything outside of what I really was taught um like it just felt like you know such like a blueprint to me and this, this was kind of like the way and it wasn't until my yoga practice and leaning into that more and more that I really started to understand spirituality separate from religion and that got really interesting because it really started to push my edge and stretch me into what I was really tapping into, believing in, calling on. And then I started to really tap into, I would say it was just like 
energy in general, like this loving presence and energy that was surrounding me. And I started with within yoga, there's a practice of non-attachment. And I started to practice non-attachment and spirituality. And what if I could start to unravel this system that I received when I was young and again, started to ask, well, what resonated with me? I think it was also being surrounded by teachers and others who were giving me permission to follow what felt true for me. And that was really novel and new for me because I'm used to a system that's telling me the truth and this is the truth mm. and there's no other truth. And, and not to knock what I grew up and was raised in because it's beautiful. And I still, to this day, like, you know, believe in a lot of Catholic teachings and I still go to church and I participate in practice, but in, in a way that really resonates with me. And when I feel called to church, I go to church. Like it's a very fluid ebb and flow religion for me, whereas spirituality has become like tapping into more of an energy that I feel connects me back to my essence that mirrors who I am but it really it's it's so it's because it's so like beyond who we are and beyond what we can see and touch that I also find it so hard sometimes to articulate so I would say it was also just within the yoga practice, again, that's where I feel like it comes back to. It gave me a safe space to explore what was true for me and let go and non-attach of truly just wasn't, wasn't aligned for me no longer. Because a lot of things I was learning did not resonate, but I thought that I had to abide by them. Right. And then it wasn't until I started like a self-study practice that was leaning into, well, what is out there? What do other people believe? Again, that curiosity led me in all these different directions. And I'm studying all of these different modalities. And I started just to see like what the container, if you will, of spirituality felt like and meant. And then I didn't assign meaning to what I learned and I was able to also hold so much compassion for what everyone else chooses to believe in. It's so unique to, to you, you know? Yeah. I love that aspect of spirituality. And I feel that for my experience, it was that it almost like unlocked something in me that I didn't know was there because like you said, being raised Catholic was almost like this like blueprint that was handed to me. It was taught. It was yeah. since I was young. So it was all I knew. And then going through my yoga practice and understanding more of the spiritual aspects, it was like, oh, that resonates with me. It's not that I like yeah. am being handed to learn it. It's like, oh, I actually want to learn more. And so yeah. it almost, yeah. it's like the practice of getting to know yourself more through being exposed to different learnings and teachings. Absolutely. And it's coming back to and the remembering that I am like mind, body, and soul. Like mm. all of these aspects are, are also who I am. And like it started very physical for me, then went very like mental mindset, then more spiritual. 
And I, I actually found in my journey, my unique journey, like the emotional piece clicked in last. Mm. Can you share a little bit more about if, again, if people are new to even understanding like mind, body, soul, what is that? What does that mean? So your physical practice, does that mean that you first went to yoga for like the physical changes in your body? So getting a sweat in, like feeling stronger, being more flexible. What was that transition with mind, body, soul? Like, what does that actually mean for you? Yeah, for me, it, yeah, it started physical. It was when I remember, I like the earliest I could remember it was like playing sports, right? Like, like moving my body to build strength, to build flexibility, to sweat, um, and to honestly maintain a certain weight. Like that's what we, I, I, I resonated with at the time growing up. It was like, I was told that I had to maintain a certain weight. Um, so that meant burning calories. And by doing that meant playing volleyball. And then after volleyball season ended, it was, it was going to the gym and I was in the gym a lot. And then I was practicing yoga. So movement has evolved so much to me, but like body was definitely where I started that relationship to my body. And it, I also share that it didn't start in this loving, compassionate, open-minded way either. Um, slowness is the, is my practice now because it's something that I've learned. I overcompensated for my whole life. It was always this go, go, go burn myself out energy. And it wasn't until a few years into my healing journey that that pivoted for me, but yeah, it began with the body connecting to the body. Um, and then my yoga, again, yo, coming back to yoga, when I, participated in my teacher training my 200 hour and I started to learn anatomy and all of the different parts of the human body and I got to go even deeper and and just like learn about how resilient the body is all of the magical things the body can do like that was when my like lights turned back on and I like really shifted the way that I saw my body because I started to receive like learn what the body can do from its from its own genius and I was like that is that is so freaking cool like I also want to take care of this thing so for me it, it just like it was like the study it was the curiosity that 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 helped me transform and look at it like shift the relationship and then I remember studying a lot of books, reading a lot of things about physical health, still nutrition. And then I got to learn about like all the benefits and properties of like everything that I was putting in my body. And I was like, mind blown. This is so fascinating. This is so cool. Like an apple has all of these benefits. Like why doesn't anyone know this? Right? Like I was such a nerd at the beginning of my journey and I wanted to just talk and share with everybody about what I was learning because I was like, we would treat ourselves so differently if we had this gratitude and appreciation for all that's going on internally. And it's not our fault. We're, we, 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 it's sometimes like, it's, a, it's just, we don't have this awareness or education. So shifting then it became like, oh, these are all of like the thoughts and limiting beliefs that I, I did have around towards myself mm -hmm. and waking up to like the beauty and the magic and like the body 
helped me really look at a lot of the thoughts and like my mental health. Um, and then I started to move through some of my own uh, challenges and struggles in my health journey. And I was experiencing a lot of chronic inflammation from stress, from work. And I thought that still going to yoga, still eating really healthy, doing all the physical things was just like it. And that was the point in my journey when it shifted and I really needed to pay attention to mental health and start to honor myself and not push myself as hard as I was or saying the things to myself that I was. And so at that point in my journey, I, I left my, my career fully. Um, I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole story, but fast forward, then I was really focused on my mental health. And tending to that and nourishing that and honestly healing that. So that took that took a while. Uh, it's still a practice. And then I would say from there, I just, I went real, I remember like picking up my first Gabby Bernstein book and I was just like, spirituality time, like we're here. <laughs> I fell in love all over again. I'm like, this stuff is so cool. Can't get enough. Um, so I really shifted my relationship with spirituality then next. And then, yeah, I moved out to California, left New York, and I started coaching full time. And that was when I really woke up to a lot of um, the emotional work that I was still almost bypassing at that point, right? Like mm -hmm. spirituality really resonated, loved, loved, but I was absorbing and I was practic practicing it so much, but to an extent that was also bypassing a lot of more shadowy, darker, um, like, you know, the trauma work that, that rises when we are healing and on this journey. So yeah, it's been such an evolution and, and I think it's unique in everyone. I don't think that order is the same for everyone. And I think you also continue to kind of play back. Cause then it's like, at this point in my journey, I, I feel almost like I'm finding this more um, renewed connection with the, my physical health and my physical body, because I went like mental health, like yeah. spiritual, emotional. And I like really felt like fell far from like all of the strength I was building in my body because it got it got so I got really into the yoga and all of the more feminine aspects of practice. And so mm -hmm. kind of bringing back in the masculine um, is like also what feels like is balancing out right now. But yeah, that's kind of been the unfolding. Oh, so much there that I could go too. And, I, and there was two pieces that I know that we'll definitely want to highlight from your story. One, which is rest, which I want to get to. But the first mm. is, is really sharing your story a little bit more in depth around that moment that you left your corporate job. Because I think a lot of the community of this podcast is in the similar age of where we are. And, um, have a similar interest like they are living in um a role in in a life that maybe they're not excited and lit up about anymore and they have come to realize that they want to change their life and change their job and yet it's this 
overwhelming sense of fear, overwhelming sense of I'm not going to have enough. I can't do it. I'm not ready. Like all of those patterned thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that we both have a journey in this. And so I think it's really important to highlight this piece of your path because it's so inspiring. And I think a lot of people can receive what you have to share. So can you dive us into that journey piece of your life where you had to make that really big leap and decision for yourself? And what were some of your fears? How did you work through that with yourself? Yeah, thank you for that invitation. Oh, I think it's my favorite story to share. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. <laughs> the mic is yours. And, yeah. And for anyone who just also like is listening and feels like you're at that point where you know you're meant for something so different and something so much more than where you're at. I just, I feel for you and I just like hold you in so much love and safety. Two things that I was so disconnected to at the time and for every valid reason. Um, so at that point, in my journey, I was almost five years into working um, in corporate, in fashion, high toxic environment, overtime. Um, so, so much energy is kind of just how I choose to label all of that now. It was so much frantic and chaotic energy. Um, my body was experiencing so much stress. And the things I was doing to take care of myself also, there was, I got to a point where my body was really calling for my attention that like my environment and my career environment needed to change. And I was trying to change all of the things outside of my job environment mm -hmm. to support myself and my well being. And it got to a point where I was, I, I'll never forget this week. This was the week that I turned 25. And I woke up one day to three panic attacks in a row. I was paralyzed in bed, frozen in fear, and I couldn't get up. My body was would not let me go to work. This is how, how stressful, how much stress I was experiencing and like how it was manifesting in my body. And I remember calling my boss, communicating to her, I was not coming in for the day. I remember calling a friend and she was like, I'm going to a yoga class right now. Like meet me at the studio. Like, let's just like move the body and breathe. Mm. And I, I still to this day can't remember how I got up out of bed dressed and to the yoga studio within 15 minutes, but I, but I did it right universe helped me get there. And I remember just having like one of the most pivotal practices of my life. I was on my mat. I don't even think I moved. I think I lay, I, I was in child's pose for the entire class, just sobbing and crying, um, from just all of the stress that I was under. And I had been thinking for, I would say at this point, almost a year, it was 
present in my mind that I wanted to leave my job and I wanted something different, that this was too much for me, too stressful, but like all of the other things were, were keeping me staying where I was. Um, and I was actually actively transitioning. I would, I should add too. I had already found um, health coaching and really curious about it and enrolled in IIN and was like just about to start within weeks, my 12 month program of my health coaching certification that I was planning to do online while I worked full time. At the time, um, it's also probably worth noting that I was teaching yoga. I'd already gone through my 200 hour and I was nannying for two families outside of my corporate job. So there was a lot going on in my system. There was a lot of pressure. Um, and yeah, so I already had a taste of what was and seeing what was what was next. I was wanting to teach more yoga and and try on this health coaching thing. And so um, when I was on my mat, I remember hearing the, the teacher guide the intention for the practice, which was like to just do the thing that you're so scared to do. And like, what would happen if you, if you chose yourself and you did that thing and really just like giving that permission slip to, to make that choice. And it was just one of those times where I really fully heard the message that was being sent to me through another. And I, I was really listening. I was in a place to really be open and listen. I, I was so surrendered heading to that class. So I was really open. And I remember leaving the class, looking at my friend, she was like, just like holding me in her arms. And I was just shaking my head. And I was like, I have to quit. Like, I feel like I got to put in my two weeks and I'm terrified. I don't know what's next. I don't even feel called to like, go get a job first. Like I need to leave. Like my body will not clearly let me go to the office anymore. And I remember right after that, so this was my birthday week. So I already had plans to go home to see my family. And I, I called my mom. I told her I didn't go to work. I told she like, they all knew that I was under so much stress. So they were aware of what was happening. And I remember going home a day early and I was, I knew on the train, I remember journaling, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I was also just in so much, like I was in sheer survival mode and like really couldn't access much. But I remember going home and crying to my parents and telling them that I, I'm going to like hand in my two weeks, I'm going to quit my job and I am going to, I'm going to start crying. I told them that I was going to teach yoga, figure it out and follow what I knew was meant for me full time. And I'll never forget. the reaction that I received from my parents upon sharing that truth and news to them. I was met with so much love, so much support, and so much celebration. And in that moment, this huge awareness washed over me 
that was I was the only one ever to be in my own way it was not my parents who were gonna judge me or my friends who were gonna judge me it was not my team who I thought I was gonna let down it was not any of the reasons I had attached onto for choosing to stay in that moment because I go home and I think that everyone's going to just tell me like bad idea worst idea don't do that and I'm going to ruffle everyone's feathers even though this is what I want to do I still to this day am so astonished and in awe at the reaction that I received and on top of it it was the reaction and that changed everything because I felt so secure and confident in that moment that I knew I was doing what was right for me and what was best for me. And the fact that I, it was a, it's a, listen, it's a bonus to have your parents supporting you because most people who choose to do this do, are not are not met with love are met with this like the fear that you're experiencing and that's so normal and I just can't imagine what these last five years would have been like if I was met with a different energy from my parents and that also woke me up inside and inspired me it's like I come back to that moment because that's why I do what I do I want to be that person that sits in front of you that meets you and your truth and whatever your heart desires I want to be the person to meet you with yes you can I support you I love love you I believe in you and you can fucking do this And you don't, you don't need your parents. You need, yeah. you need anybody who is going to believe in you because that's going to wake you up to what you ultimately need, which is to believe in yourself. And so this, that whole, like in a nutshell, it was choosing myself for the first time ever, ever in my life. This was the first time I chose to honor what I knew was true for me. And then from there, it's a practice of believing in myself, honoring when I don't believe in myself and trusting somewhere I still believe in myself and someone else bigger than me is holding me and believing in me too. Like, that's what I feel like all of it comes down to. Oh, I want to just give you a huge hug. <sighs> yes, breathe exhale thank you for truly giving your heart in that response thank you mm -hmm. for moving through emotion and allowing it to come through and being with it and sharing your vulnerability I so see you and hear you when you speak your truth and I experienced that I experienced you being there for me when I mm -hmm. left my job. Oh, yeah. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Two times. I will never forget. I will never forget that phone call that we had. 
Yeah. So thank you. That was so beautiful the way that you articulated and shared that. And I could just tell it was like flowing through your body. No filter. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And just for everyone listening, thank you. Like that it's, I trust me when I say I understand and I feel and have experienced the level of terror and fear that require that is required when choosing yourself and can I share something that actually just landed yesterday yeah absolutely I was in a session with my energy healer and I actually kind of did this again recently. So fast forward, I have seasons of teaching yoga now in person. And two weeks ago, I felt this call again. And I was like, oh boy, this feels familiar. I'm not feeling aligned with teaching in person anymore. And I know now and have evidence of what happens on the other side of of big choices like this. So I put in my two weeks at both of my studios and I really have been in this place of these last two weeks of a lot of, a lot of fear. And I also think it's a lot of fear that I may have not even um, presenced or experienced and felt from even leaving my corporate job. Like it feels very old. Mm. So I know that like the, the emotion in the body when it's stored, like it'll rise, you know, when you, when you do this. So also it's like, this is why the level of fear feels so high during these times is because so much is rising in the body and is asking to be seen, heard, released, loved, accepted, and set free in the body. And so having that awareness now, it's like, I know fear is like the right way. Like I know when I'm like faced and fronted with fear, I'm like, that's my door. Gotta go in there. (laughs) And so I'm, but I'm talking to my energy healer and I'm telling him, like I put in two weeks and we're talking about, you know, what's next. And he heard me say the words that, yeah, I took a risk again. And he was like, I want you to slow down for a second. And he was like, I want to make one thing clear. And he was like, taking a risk was staying at the yoga studio. What you chose to do was not the risk. When you choose your, you could never take a risk by choosing yourself. Choosing yourself is not the risk. And my whole body, this is what I've been processing in the last 24 hours. So I want to like share that in the open invitation. First of all, like only take that if it resonates because it served me for a season of my life to also tell myself that like, I wanted to, I wanted to push my edge and like, I also like have this part of me that like loves to just like leap and like take risks. Like, But it served me to hear him reframe that taking a, like choosing myself and my intuition and knowing what's true and next and aligned for me, that's not the risk. It's more risky to stay where you are 
not choosing what you know is meant for you. Does that make sense? Whoa. What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I am processing it. I don't think I've ever heard that reframe. Never. I've never heard it. We're so conditioned to think that going out of your routine is risky or going out of the norm or what you're used to doing is risky, but it's like, no, your intuition and your inner knowing and your, that like deep calling is the safest place for you to go. Exactly. You just articulated it so beautifully. Thank you. The comfort zone is not comfortable. Why do we call it a comfort zone? It's not comfortable. But that was like why it felt so like the magnitude of hearing that reframe was so huge because it was conditioning says it's risky and it's unsafe to choose yourself. Mm. That really goes back to self-care. Self-care is a practice of honoring and choosing yourself. Why we have so much discomfort, resistance, all of the feelings around consistency and self-care is because of that deep thing right there. Mm -hmm. That is underneath all of our beliefs. And it was a massive reframe because he just restored so much safety in me to continue to trust, listen, choose, and honor what I feel called to do next and choose next. (sighs) Okay. So powerful. I want to give it a minute to like land. (laughs) fully breathe it in (laughs) something coming is coming up where if I am someone who does not like if I'm someone who's already having a hard time listening to my intuition like there's confusion there's confusion of should I leave should I not should I leave should I not I know you have practices like what are the practices what Mm -hmm. helps someone develop a open-hearted relationship with their truth and with them with themselves so that they can understand is it confusion or is it fear yeah right the first thing I feel called to say is my my guidance is never like also go quit your job like I think there's a lot of things underneath that it's like um I can, I can sense that this probably deeply resonates with so many. And it's like, so, so to answer your question, I think there is, there is space and room to really lean in first before taking action. Cause what fear just wants is for you to take action. What are we doing? Are we staying? Are we going? Like, like what, like fear has all the questions. And so what I had to lean into and what I still lean into, and this is present with me right now and today in these two weeks that I'm shifting to teaching my last classes this Sunday. And I have all of these thoughts and I'm watching myself. This fear wants me to make all of these decisions right now, today, tomorrow. And the practice is now knowing 
I need to create time and space to listen to all of it first and not do anything Mm. and actually do nothing. So that's my, that's my guidance now that I've done this a few times. Yeah. And I really want, and it's, it's in that practice that you then find the clarity in the action. Does that make sense? Yes. And wanna, like, what's your relationship? Well, I want, I want to, I want to share what I hear. Cause I did interrupt you. So I want to make sure it's clear. Essentially. Yeah. When you're in a state of confusion or when you're in a state of fear and you feel like you have to make a choice, it's either this or that, that fear is just, the fear is actually driving the action. And when that creates like this drive to do action, to do something, that is your signal to slow down. That is your signal to create space. That is your signal to Mm -hmm. open up the area, the space, whatever it is, the conversation for you to listen and observe Mm -hmm. all of the thoughts, all of the things. And then through that listening and through that space, you will receive clarity. And sometimes that takes a year, six months, a week. Like yes. that's the, yes. that's the work. Cause you don't actually know yes. how long it'll take. And Correct. yes. And what I do want to emphasize here is that this doesn't, we're not just talking about leaving job, going to a new job. Like this is in relationships, in friendships, in health like you can apply this to any area of your life where you feel that there's this calling or confusion um mm-hmm. where we tend to want to just act fast yes yes Would you agree yes yes you said so many juicy things first i think it's getting it is it's getting to know your fear letting your fear unfiltered speak and creating creating pockets of time and spaces for your fear to speak. So that might look like journaling, that might look like hiring like a mentor, a coach, a therapist, like whatever is uniquely um, you feel called to support you. Um, Sometimes for me, it's voice noting, sometimes it's safe friends. So what I wanna like come back to is what's happening when we're in fear and in a stress response is we our our survival is threatened so I kind of like want to bring it back and talk about like the brain science and the anatomy of the body for a minute because I think it's really helpful to understand what's going on in the body and that what your brain is trying to signal to you or thinks it thinks the decision and the knowing is going to provide safety Mm. what if you can create a response that is safety that like with or without the decision and the figuring out of what needs to happen in the action. So a lot of us are chasing a like clear decision. We're confused. We're confused. We're confused. You're confused because you're in fear. Yes. Yes. Your, your survival is threatened. So the first thing to do first is actually restore safety in your well-being. Let the signal back to the body that you are you're on the ground, you're safe. The walls are structured around you. Like I would say the first thing to do when you are able to become so aware you are in a place of fear is this practice of slowing down. And maybe it might be very edgy for you to get 
still. So I wouldn't even say if you're in survival mode to like, you're, you might not be able to access getting, getting quiet or getting still, but slowing down a little bit, maybe breathing. What can you do? This is where self-care comes in. It's like, what can you do in the moment? How simple can you make the self-care in that moment to connecting back to any, any safety in you or around you? So you could do a safety check. And then once you're able to like land your system and this like, guys, this takes a lot of practice and it, you can't do this alone. So this is why it is also very supportive to do this with professionals and with community, because that's, what's going to help your system build resiliency around the response that it keeps happening, that keeps happening. So I would, and then from that place, your fear, you can lean into the fear and get curious and learn and, and speak to and get to know that part of yourself because the fear also has a lot of wisdom, mm. right? So all of our parts, all of our emotions, anger, fear, doubt, inner critic, everyone's got a lot of valuable things to say when we actually slow down and listen to what is rising. However, when we try to force and do that from a place of fight or flight still, it's not, the main priority is safety in the body. So I would say, how can you build a toolbox of self-care now, knowing you, you are going in a different direction, you know all of these things, beautiful. I think the first thing to do is build a, a, a self-care toolbox of some sort, having physical, mental, emotional, spiritual practices and tools that become more of your day-to-day -day because then your system starts to settle. And then when your system starts to settle, you're able to open up to more clarity and maybe action. Mm, yeah and, and really it, it's full circle it's it's why I hold space for stillness and slowing down restorative because that's allowing the body a space a safe space to get back into parasympathetic mode nervous system response rest restore digest then all of your all of your systems and functions can turn back online your cognition comes back, your digestion comes back. When everything starts to come back online, there's peace. Fear can still be there, but there's like clarity with the fear. Mm -hmm. Or there can be communication with it. Absolutely. And one thing that I would want to add to that is when you're in a state of relaxation, that that state where your nervous system is safe, you also can be the most creative. So instead of reacting, you can create. So you're not in a state of, I can't do anything because I'm so paralyzed or I'm so stressed or your, your brain's going in 50 different directions. Yeah. When you soothe the yeah. system, that's when creation is actually the most present. And because creation is present, that's your 
feminine receptive energy, you are receptive from guidance around you and within you. Mm. So when, when the system settles, like that's, that's what the feminine energy is energy of birth, creation, intuition. So you don't have to quote unquote, know what to do next that drops in. If that language resonates, that, that becomes clear that that's when the intuition comes back online is in the creativity as well in that whole process. Which I really believe so many of us have lost our connection to creativity because we're in flight or flight 24-7. Because, yes, because think about, like, I'm at a point in my journey where I care so deeply about my nervous system. I'm drinking a celery juice right now. (laughs) I do things all day long for my nervous system because my nervous system has been operating from a state of survival, honestly, before I got to the earth. Like this is ancestral at this point. Like, so we also have to just be so gentle and compassionate that we are also, our bodies are carrying things from other lifetimes. And we, we have been burned out for so long, for so long, we have been in survival, but it's our natural state of being and birthright to be relaxed. Yeah. And the distinction Think about how much power is like there, right? Exactly. And that's where I want to make a distinction because I think oftentimes people can hear self-care or rest is like, okay, so I'll just like not do anything and like somehow mm-hmm. I'll be able to put foot on the table and pay my rent. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not that's not the lesson here. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're in a state of relaxation your creativity and your power comes back so that you can take action from a place of intention and integrity so that you can actually up-level your skills, up-level your brain, up-level your digestion. Like all of the things will be working better. So it's not, you know, stop doing everything to let your body just like crumble (laughs) and get to a state of where you're sleeping 24 seven, unless you actually need that for a few days. But even in like everyday hustle, if you're at your desk working, if you're on the train going to work, if you're in commuting traffic, like those are also moments where typically we don't think of self-care, but you can step away from your computer for five minutes, go on a walk, take a deep breath, drink more water. Like there are tiny little shifts that you can create in your day that can help regulate that nervous system that you were talking about. So I don't want people to feel like it's an all or nothing. And like, because we're speaking of this, that means we're the like all in, you know, we don't actually think in the masculine or actually are are driven or high achievers. It's like, no, that's actually not it. (laughs) No, we are here for a holistic, holistic well-being. Like we are here for wholeness. We want both. It's not either or it's always both and. Thank you for for pointing that out. That's why my my whole mantra is slow down, self-care, squeeze the day. Mm. Slow down. Practice self-care. Nourish because you then are receiving and replenishing your energy. And then the whole squeeze the day is go out and do the thing. <laughs> like go out and live your day. Go Get out the most out of your day. 
squeeze it, squeeze it to the fullest. But it's like, that's like, that's truly where it comes from is like, yeah, slow down, ground, Mm. self-care, nourishment. What is going to deeply nourish me right now in, in this moment? What do I need? And, and that's where it's like, we, we don't want to be so mental about it or in our heads about it. But like, again, when you're operating from fight or flight, this is where you, this is truly where you operate. But when we slow down and we get back in the body, I'm able to practice meeting myself, like self-care to me right now is meeting myself where I am and asking what it is I need in this moment. So self-care used to look super masculine and self-care was like every single day, I'm going to wake up and do this for myself, this for myself, this for myself, this for myself. And for a season of my life that really, really worked because I also believe in strengthening the muscle of self-care that we don't originally have because of the safety of it. And so you have to work on building that. So I think structure in the beginning and like having that framework is really supportive But now where I am, I don't want to bypass like the emotion in me or what's present and the energy in me. So slowing down, tapping in, meeting myself where I am sounds like, what am I noticing and what am I needing? Mm. It can be that simple. Like I'm I'm also here for Mm. simplicity in all of it. And then the squeezing of the day and squeezing it in is, Meeting that, how do you then meet that need? Take act, first action is like getting that need met and then going out and like living out in the world for the day. Letting that land. Yes, yes. Thank Ah, you for saying that. Thank you for making it so simple. Yes. You're so welcome. I'm literally, I live to make it more simple. Here's another simplicity hack. You're already doing it. You are already freaking doing it. We love to live in limit in limitation, right? So much of our mind loves to see limitations. It's not here. It's over there. Gotta go get it. More, more, more. Right. Don't have it. Don't have it. Need, need that need that. So I also, when I first start working in my groups and with clients, with students, I really want you to connect to all of the ways you are already nourishing yourself and taking care of yourself. I promise you there are ways that you're doing it. It requires a reframe of you seeing it from a new lens of how you're showing up for yourself already. Even if it's starting with brushing your teeth, taking a shower, sleeping, there are small things that you're already doing for your own well being. And the more that you can start practicing seeing yourself, taking care of yourself, that's actually when you start to create more self care because. It's, it's like the practice of gratitude, is it not? When you start to appreciate what you have, you create more of it. When you start to see yourself for what you're doing, you create more of what you desire and what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then, really appreciate that. Really, yeah. 
And then when I say like, where do you like ultimate re re ultimately really want to start is with intention. Why does all of this matter to you? So back to the, like, if you're in a place with really wanting to leave your job, and this is about career, what is the intention that you have and want to hold? What's the purpose? What's the deeper why? Mm. I ask myself that question for self-care. Why do I do this? And then I return coming back to that deeper why. And it becomes way more about the energy in which I show up and why I'm showing up than the physical checking off on a pen and paper that I did the thing. Mm. The thing that's coming up for me is, well, all of that, all of that resonates and you've taught me so much around the practice of having an intention, moving with intentions. And we don't have a lot of time, but if you could just speak to one point around how sometimes it can be difficult to start shifting and reframing your life because maybe other people, your partner, your roommate, your mom, your dad, your friend, aren't also interested or value yeah. wellness or self-care. And so yeah. it can, you can also experience this moment of, is something wrong with me? Am I doing this wrong? Am I not allowed to do this? Am I being judged? I feel alone. So how would you just speak to that element of if you're just starting out or if you've been wanting to deepen your self-care practices, yet there's this friction because your lifestyle maybe doesn't mirror that for you right now, what would you recommend or share? Yeah. Yeah. I so resonate with not having others around you who are like here for that. And that is exactly why I felt inspired to create community for this. And it's why I host my intention setting workshop every single month. Mm -hmm. And it's a free workshop. Anyone is welcome. And you are met with so much damn love, hype, support to do whatever it is that you want in your life for the month and beyond. You get a actual structured practice in journaling, how to reflect, renew, release. I guide the whole thing. You have a self-care space for a full hour. You have community support surrounding you. And I would say it come join us, try it on and start there because I, I hear you. I know what it feels like. You actually, you cannot do it alone. You can. I tried. It didn't work. If anyone's doing it alone and it's really working sustainably, please let me know. <laughs> and me. Let us know. Right. Right. We, That's we, why we're, we're here. We are, we are here in this together. I will never stop setting intentions every month. So I, I can promise you an honor that I will hold this container till I die. And 
this is like, that is how deeply powerful I believe that it is, how important it is and how transformative I believe that it is. And all I want to do is build community around it because I've just seen so much shift Mm -hmm. in what happens when you show up in community setting intention and like what unfolds from there. And like, we're, we're, we're doing a very simple practice. I'm asking you to show up for 60 minutes at the beginning of your month, once a month. And you, you could do the bare. I was going to say, you don't have to speak like you can, you can, this can be a very no. self practice. Like you can, you, you don't even. For most your, it is. Yeah. You don't yep. have to use your yep. voice. You don't have to be uncomfortable. Like this can be a very yep. self space reflective reflective yeah. time for you but I I really encourage that person who is the listener who is so curious I challenge you to also choose to put yourself in an environment where there are those people who are looking for what you are also looking for because there's a part that I really hear that like doesn't see that and it's the current reality and I validate that. And if you keep choosing to say that, the, the shift is never going to happen. You can mm-hmm. honor that, but that's not true right now. And if you're listening, like I'm inviting you to a space where I know what you're looking for is there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to welcome you with open arms and love and zest and warm hugs and your silence and, and all of the self-care <laughs> because I don't like, I really don't think that this needs to also be like so hard. Like I really believe in the simplicity of it. And I think when we start really small and we go really slow, we don't, that it it, ha- it it unfolds for us yeah and then all we need to do throughout the month is show up and remember that intention and practice that so it's there's this more. you can't just like sit either and read all the books listen to all the podcasts like you have to start putting yourself in spaces where there are teachers leaders and guides who are guiding you into the body and helping you embody mm-hmm. what you want mm-hmm which is both what you and I love to do, especially mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I I notice when I'm like sitting and reading a book or listening to a podcast and I'm like, I'm not getting back into my body and letting this land in my body. Mm-hmm. So I would also encourage you to try it on because this practice is going to really deeply connect you back to a part of you that is going to turn on, light up and be inspired to fully show up in the way that you are seeing yourself and dreaming of yourself showing up. Yeah. And I really believe that like, you will know, you will know if you're lit up by this. So why not give it a try? Because not everyone's at the point of their life where they are maybe ready to receive or want to receive this. However, if you are, and you might not know it mentally, your body does. So you will feel that click and you will feel the shift in the safety because 
that certainly helped with me or happened with me. And yes. I would also encourage that like you can start with one person too. Like if you have a friend, if you have, again, a yoga teacher that you connected to, like create conversation. And that's a really beautiful place to start too. So, oh, oh, although there is so much more we could speak to, I do feel complete in this conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you do too. I do have more to ask to to round it out, but like, do you feel complete with that? No, I feel that was really beautiful. And I, I also feel complete. And the only last little thing I'll squeeze in and add is if that intention piece really landed, I encourage you right now to take out a post-it and write one word that's really resonating with you right now that you really want to return to and like really just start to breathe with and live in alignment with, write it down and put it on your bathroom mirror or your bedside table. Like that's what you can do right now in this moment for the ones who are like, I'm really wanting to start this right now that's what I can offer you and where you can start. Mm. Yes. Go to, go get a pen. And, and if you want to tag me and if you want to tag me on Instagram, I will celebrate you and hold that vision with you. Absolutely. And speaking of how people can find you, what are you offering? Um, if you want to also share a little bit about your own body share share all your work so many things oh all righty thank you for inviting me to share okay so I am in a pivot right now I am ending a season of teaching in person to focus my energy and shift my energy to holding space both internationally and locally for restorative retreats. And I am so excited for this. So I am going to be starting in February of 2023, hosting week long, weekend long. They're all different and unique. They all have their own unique intention um, retreats in Encinitas, California. So I'm in San Diego currently and locally, um, but we'll be traveling next year. We're going to go, we're taking self-care worldwide next year. We're going big. We manifested the world tour together. We're going to be going to Costa Rica. We're going to be going to Sacred Valley, Peru. We're going to be going to Tuscany, Italy. And then we're going to be going to Hawaii. I am sure other places are going to be popping up throughout the year so if this practice or this conversation parts of this conversation really resonated um if you want to work with me in this deep container and be super supported with self-care and really connect to regulating your nervous system and building a toolbox of a way to really create a reality with a more relaxed state of being these restorative retreats are for you. Um, you can find them on my website, alisonmadoloyoga.com or my Instagram page at Yoga. And then, like I mentioned, I have my free workshops every single month online. 
So you can sign up for those again on my website or at my Instagram, but we have 60 minute live workshops every single month to set intention and connect with community. And Betta and I have our own unique, very lovely container together called Your Own Body. If you are also looking for more community connection and this embodiment practice, we've created a framework together and it's beautiful and it's so powerful. We've been guiding it for two years together and we're about to host our first in-person meetup to meet all of our beautiful <laughs> own bodies. And I am just wowed by the power of, of all of this work. So there are infinite ways to, to participate, to practice, to join us, to receive self-care, to nourish yourself. So if you have any questions about that, you can contact us through our page at your own body on Instagram. We have a link in our bio that has a landing page to learn more about that specific community. And we're just getting started. I am, <laughs> I am so excited yes. for all that is to come. I want to create affirmation decks and I'm writing a book and like there's so much Merch. juiciness coming. Merch. I have merch. Thank you for remembering. I'm wearing it. Um, all of the ways that I can remind you to take care of yourself, I will create for you. So that's what I'm about and what I'm committed to and what I'm here for. So true. Allison, you are like a little fairy angel and you just put your dust everywhere you go. I am, I am quite the self-care hype queen. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> you are. Yes. But you're very wise. Thank you're you. a wise, wise cheerleader. Oh. Thank you. Oh, well, this was so incredible. I had no zero doubt in my mind that this wouldn't be an extraordinary conversation. We have these conversations almost daily between Allison and I. And so I felt so called to bring Allison on this podcast. She clearly is so heart centered, and you clearly lead from so much love, so much compassion and integrity. And I love you so much. So please, please, if this resonated at all with you, find Allison or myself, reach out to us. I will be at the next intention setting workshop. I hope to see you there. And we're sending you all our love. Bye-bye. I love you all. Thank you so much. <laughs>